welcome back to another episode of the Listen In Podcast, the only music podcast by music listeners. For music listeners, Jake, we are up to episode 106. It's going to be another bare bones episode. Yeah, man, January uh, has lived up to its reputation in terms of just being a gross month. And been for music this year more than ever. There's been some, there's been two really big highlights in that Sydney Gish is out there mm-hmm. for us, which has been a savior. It's been the thing I've wanted to listen to most lately. And we still have Jeff Rosenstock, which I have not revisited in, in a little bit. No, because I've been so taken by Sydney Gish. But it's more the mood I want right now. Me too, now. me too. Yeah. But that Jeff Rosenstock album is still great. Um, yeah, January is disgusting. We haven't gotten many new releases. We are getting some singles trickling in for albums that are going to come out in the spring, which we'll get to in a second. But That's speaking right. of January, I was driving on the highway earlier, and I was just looking out at the barren expanse of land just around the highway. It's pretty bleak. It is so bleak. You just have bare trees. You have We're in that, that stage of the winter in the Northeast where... It's so cold, the snow has, like, frozen over. And yep. there's, like, this glaze over the snow. Yep. And it, it makes everything just look cold. It looks cold. It, it Objectively, like, if you didn't have to live in it, it looks cool. Oh, sure. It actually looks yeah. really interesting. Yeah. But it is... I So, like, there's weather where it gets so scary... Not scary, sorry. It gets so cold, so extremely cold that it scares me. Yeah. Because I look out at like a city or just like people like existing and homes, and I'm like, how does the cold just not like destroy all of that? Seriously. And how do we manage to build structures that are actually strong enough and like and, and are, are good enough barriers to that that we can just live? It makes no sense because I'm looking at like this wall over here. I'm like, that shouldn't be keeping out the cold in any way. No. Like, this is like less than a foot thick. This wall behind <laughs> right, me, and right, right back there, it's like eighteen degrees. I and I have sleeves rolled up. I know. It this one is wearing sense. like a shirt. That's it. it. The same shirt, basically. It's <laughs> yeah, a nicer version of mine. Pretty much. But yeah, it's cold. It's cold is what I'm getting at. So let's warm up a little bit, Jake, with uh, some hot thoughts yep. about some new singles let's, that have that have just come out. So let's rub our hands over the fire of hot, of thoughts. hot thoughts. Like I said. We're getting some singles trickling out for things that are coming in the spring. Mm -hmm. A a dream of spring, if you will. So the big announcement, I think, was this Hop Along record that got announced. Um, Yeah. What what is it called? It's called Bark Your Head Off Dog. Interesting. An interesting album title. That's one of those ones where when you hear it, I was like, ooh, that's kind of a weird album title. But if if they deliver on it, you know it'll end up being like this classic name. And I, I think based off the first single, which is called How Simple... So far, so good. I really like this song. Yeah, I like it too. And I think with Hop Along, they're a band where um, I'm going to have an easier time contextualizing it. In, oh, in the 100%. Rest, in the form of a record. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, and yeah, it, but it's enjoyable. And it's, I mean, it's more stuff you want from Francis Quinlan and Co. Yep, her voice still on point, just shredding those vocal cords. Sounds yes. great. Uh, another couple songs that we had here Alex G, Sandy Alex G, came out with one called Faye. I don't know if this is going to be on a new record or if this was just a one-off release. It's not on Spotify. I get it was just a YouTube video. I I really liked the song. I thought it was like a really pretty song. It was really catchy and it's like it reminded me of some of the weirder ba- stuff. Like he back was, half. Some back of half, yeah. what he was doing on Rocket. Yeah. Um, 
I really liked it as well. I get the sense it's just a one-off. I get that I, feeling too. Because it, maybe it's a remnant of something. He seems like a pretty creatively prolific guy though. Yeah. So it could be that, yeah, like he has, it's the first thing of something to come maybe much later. Maybe, maybe the end of the year, maybe early next I, year. I gotta get my hands on a version of this song somehow that I yeah. can like easily listen to that isn't just a YouTube. I, I might need to like rip it from YouTube or something because I, I really liked it. It would be like on my favorite songs of the year list so far. It's really catchy. He has this refrain of like, what is it? Uh, police at the door. What, what's the matter, officer? Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Like it, it, it's, but he makes the, this like kind of seemingly strange lyric work really well. Yeah, that, sounds like Alex pretty. Alex G's a, a fascinating dude. Big time. So I, yeah, I got to get a version of that because that was really cool. And then Jake, one of our uh, Dark Horse 2017 bands that kind of broke out, they had one of our favorite EPs, is Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever. So I believe they have a full length coming. Uh, they released like a single called Mainland. This is right in line, I think, with what we heard from you know the EP last year. Um, they have this aquatic theme, seemingly. I mean, it's in their name, you know, Coastal Fever. They're Australian, mainland Australia. Some of their album artwork, or at least their their first first release, has like a wave on it. I, I'm yeah. getting very uh, aquatic themes from them. You mentioned their visual aesthetic, which is something I want to talk about that's not related to the song at all, which is that I I, get, I think we've talked about this before. I always appreciate it when bands have like a consistent visual yeah. aesthetic going on album covers. Yep. And I like how they've taken with this new single, and what I, I assume they'll do it with the new album cover, where they've taken the same font, where yes. it says um, Rolling Blackout CF. Yeah. I like the way that looks in that font, and yep. they put it on this sort of maroon album cover. This stuff might not sound like a big deal, but it actually... It's, it matters. It really does it affect the way it I does. think about stuff. It does. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I I enjoyed the single, and I look forward to more music from them for sure. I, and, again, I, I don't know. That it, that doesn't matter that much, but it's something that is interesting to me. It's like... How the, do you decide on a font as a band? I don't know, because there's so many out there, it's overwhelming. You need to have somebody who has some kind of knowledge of, like, oh, yeah, this will look good. Do you go serif? Do you go sans serif? I... How do you make that determination? I barely know what those mean. I know what it means, but like... I I am saying it because I like just learned this past right, year. Right, right. It's it, a little like, thing um, on the end of the letter. Right, exactly. That's a serif. I think I would go sans I would do, Well, if you're going to be more Simpler. modern. Or if you want to be like a little anachronistic. Mm. if you Or because things are cyclical. If you want right. to buck the trend and get ahead of the game, go full on serif. You know what I would do? I would exclusively have all of my font be in the Led Zeppelin 4 font. Where, like, you have, like, the really long, yeah. like, L with, like, kind of a little or E. And it, everything's kind of, like, stretched it's out. kind of like I an would, art, art deco. Yeah, yeah. I would just do everything in the Led Zeppelin 4 font. There's this guy I work with who is really good at, like, visual stuff. He can write in different fonts. And he was writing his name on, on a name tag for an event. And it looked like Led Zeppelin 4 letters, kind oh, of. Oh, that's and it was cool. Like, but it basically, I guess that's an Art Deco font. A variation ah, okay. on, on Art Deco. I, I don't even really know. Art Deco, Lana, De- Lana Del Rey song. Big Shout. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Big Shout to Art Deco. And Every song sounds like that, basically, by Lana Del Rey. That was Lana herself just there. It was. Thanks She's for stopping in the in. studio. We're not going to interview her, though. It, it wouldn't... I don't know how much we'd find. <laughs> I, you know what? I love Lana Del Rey. I, I'm a I, big fan. I gotta be honest with you, man. I have no problem with Lana no, Del Rey. No, no. I, I didn't love Lust for Life. I, I didn't think... Like, I think there's some, some, there some really good songs on there, but as an album, I don't think it held together that well. I will say, though... Um, 
what was the one before that? Honeymoon. Honeymoon, I thought was really good, and so was Ultraviolence. Those are both good albums. They go for like this aesthetic, yep. this feel, and it's more feel than individual songs on both of those, I think. Where I'm like, ooh, I want to listen to one of the songs on there. And I do, and I'm like, well, I kind of just want the full feel, and this one song didn't give it to me. Yeah. So I don't listen to full lot of albums that much, but I, well, they, they are always good. They are better than I. They than are. I give them they credit. really are. They are. Uh, let's wrap up Hot Thoughts, Jake. Let's talk about Drake. He put out like a mini EP, like a little. Uh, it's like almost it's like, like an A and B side single, basically. Yeah. Uh, called Scary Hours. It features a song called God's Plan and Diplomatic Immunity. I believe God's Plan is like the real single on here. It actually broke Taylor Swift's streaming record on Spotify for most streams in a day. Really? For a, yeah, yeah. And I honestly, I think. You're going to see that happen more and more because I think that's a testament to how many people now have Spotify, mm. how many people use that as their main method of listening to things, and mm. how popular both those artists are. It feels like that. what you're saying is true where I feel like the the number of listens in a day thing is going to get keep getting broken mm-hmm. for a few years mm-hmm. until one artist and one song sets a bar yeah, so it'll high plateau. it'll be like it'll plateau and it'll yeah. be like the benchmark for maybe like 5 10 years yeah. and then someone will come along the next decade and yep. beat that yep. if, yeah oh who knows what even the platform will be that far in the future right, though. like the and I actually this is a nice little quick transition though I I want to talk about kind of where we're at in terms of the platforms we use to listen to music because it feels like more than ever recently there has been an abandonment of physical media by Mm -hmm. everybody where it's like, oh, no, that just doesn't matter anymore. Not only that, but actually owning the files seems to be like, oh, no, we just don't care about that. I think this is a slippery slope to go down in terms of just giving all of the autonomy to streaming services to decide like how we get our music like this is let's take a step back and not only that the streaming services don't pay smaller artists shit no they don't get anything from them yeah it's it's an interesting point you're making and i think about it too and it's like with streaming services spotify like i have it on my phone like i I think i mentioned before i think it's in the after show we were talking about like the future and how we're both right. going to be technology averse. Yeah. We're in our mid twenties now. By our forties, we'll be like probably tin tin hat wearing mm-hmm. crazy people, afraid of technology. But uh, it's interesting because, like for example, when Sleep Well Beast came out, um, I think I had uh, beforehand I, we bought tickets to go to the national. Yeah, and f- as a result of buying the tickets to go see them in Boston, we got like I think downloads a free of download, the record. Yeah. A free download of the record. I never used it. I didn't either. I didn't want to. And they, I got several reminder emails saying like, "Hey, you can download this. Like, you, this is something you own. You should take it." And I'm like, "I like, I don't want it." And it, it really just came down to laziness. It's a because it, it's a hassle. Like, it, no one makes it that easy to now download stuff. And it's also because like, there was an era like when I was in high school when I got. An iPod. I got like a 100, no, uh, 80 gig iPod. And I was like, this is going to be my rock, yep. man. This is going to get me through. I'm going to have everything on here. Yep. This is going to be my like tome of music. And this is, I will not ver- like leave this ever. And I'll like, mm-hmm. I'll have, maybe I might have this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, that thing is in a landfill now. Yeah. And because streaming services are so much easier. Yep. And the problem is like, now that I have the convenience of streaming services, Spotify being ours of choice, uh, I, 
don't really want the files because it's like I don't really know what to do with them. Like no. they'll just sit on like a computer. Yeah. So what? Like I, I won't I will never remember where they are. And when right. it comes time to get rid of this computer, I'm not gonna be thinking about like that one national album I have on. I there. know. So you really need to make a conscious effort to be like, all right, I'm going to build a catalog of files and I'm going to put it on like an external hard drive and just have that as my thing. And it becomes eventually too much because like, uh, but in another way, like I've collected vinyl records now for a while. Right. I don't listen to them that much. Right. But it is like that that physical connection, like the token of, yeah. of what you have. And, and like, it's almost like if I have now the files collection, it's too much. And it's like you're, yeah, it's like you're doubling it. And with that national album i didn't download it or really care because i was like well i already bought the vinyl and like i have the download card there if i ever need it like i already sort of own the music anyways i was like i don't need to do this but yeah we i think need to be more conscious of how we are going about getting this music and listening to it like so many small labels, I think are struggling, of and course. small bands are struggling because they're like, "Well, we're not getting any money for the fucking music we're putting out." Yeah. It's yeah. like that's a shame. That shouldn't be happening. So, I, I, I wanted to. I think I tweeted this um, a week or two ago. I want to add on a resolution to my 2018 music resolutions. I, I, I'm going to make more of an effort to buy more albums, particularly from. Um, smaller artists or from independent labels and try and support those. Like, I felt really good buying that Jeff Rosenstock album when it dropped. Yeah. Uh, it was a pay-what-you-want. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll throw this dude some money. And also, I've noticed the sound quality is way better. It's interesting. It's way better. Because part of the bill of goods they sell you when you get Spotify Premium is that you're getting this great It's quality. not. It's, it's shitty, especially if you're listening over uh, just data. Yeah, I, in, that, I think that's a great resolution. I think I'd like to try to do some of that as well. Um, and And... I think with records, sometimes I fall in the trap of like I'll find a classic one that yeah from like if I, like I found Abbey Road once I used Abbey Road yeah. like that's not helping anyone. No, it's not. It doesn't help any. No. It probably doesn't even help the Beatles. It's, I don't think any secondhand records do. I think it's only helping wherever you bought it from. Right, and so yeah. it, it, it's a good point. I think that's actually yeah. a fine resolution. Yeah, um, and it doesn't need to be records either. I think no, just no. just a Bandcamp download of something like yeah. just just do it and take the extra. Five minutes and just sync those files onto your Spotify, even if it's on Spotify, because you get the better quality. You're not using data. Like it's it's a little bit more of an effort. You maybe have to shell out a few bucks, but like, come on, these people are are putting in so much effort to this and like putting out great music. I I think we should probably support them and like give a big fuck you to these giant streaming services that don't care about listener experience. All they care about are like algorithms and playlists. I think what it sounds like you're trying to tell me, Sean, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that you are going to try to buy a hard copy of this new Drake AB side. Oh, my God. Yeah, because that dude needs some money. That guy is eating off of his one-day streams of God's plan for the whole year, probably. He probably is. He probably is. And I'm not talking about buying records from people like Drake or honestly. Oh, no, I know you're not. Even a band like The National, as much as I love them and will keep buying their records and supporting them, are they gonna go hungry because I didn't buy Sleepwell Beast? No, they're gonna be fine because they because they're selling they're go, they're selling out theaters throughout the yeah. country at 50, 60 bucks a pop. Yeah, I'm talking. Per I, I'm t- yeah, exactly. Like they're gonna be fine. I'm talking more bands like Oso Oso, an album yeah. I loved last year that I have not 
spent a dime on because I just didn't have to. It's a good point. And the thing is, is like, are you going to miss the five bucks? No. If, if you, no. And the other thing, Think too, of it as a donation. Exactly. For this thing that is awesome and, like, is going to have an emotional impact on me. And the other thing, too, that I've noticed is when I buy an album, and we talked about this before... I have more of a connection to it because yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I bought that. You should listen to There's it. There's more investment. And that you have more of an investment. It's harder to just cast off, and you're probably going to like it more, probably going to have more of an impact on you. So I don't know. That's just my – I got up on the soapbox. I don't normally do that. I don't normally care about things. This is something I actually think is important. That's a, that's a good soapbox. You know, I think in some ways we have fallen into a pit of nihilism on this podcast, uh, It's Sean. dangerous. It really is. And, like, I want to – actually care about something and yeah. i think this is as good of a cause as any i'm passionate about music i think that matters so my challenge to listeners would be instead of just streaming an album why don't you go go ahead and buy it. go to go to the artist band camp buy it directly from them especially if it's an artist who has a band camp yes if they have a band camp they need your fucking money yeah they go throw them five bucks yeah it would it, be worth it. it's like dude like for example we saw hodera last yeah. year in new hampshire and like there were like ten people there, and yeah. they were like, "We'll take like donations, man." Like we're trying to, if, we're if trying to buy could, gas. If you could throw us some money to buy gas, and like yeah. that's just an example of one band. Yeah. It's like they like it's not easy. A lot and a lot of bands end up quitting because it, it's not financially viable. And I feel bad. We like only gave them ten bucks. You yeah. know, like and, yeah, and, I don't know. So we could we I think could be doing more on our part because it is really really fucking hard yeah. to go into music. Yeah. It's 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 basically impossible. Yeah. The fact that anyone does it at all is, is, a, is a miracle. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's that's one of my resolutions. I love um it. uh to wrap up the Drake talk, I like both these songs. I think they're good. Some good flows, some good rhymes on here from Drake. Nothing show stopping. I think they're fine songs. I, I think uh Scary Hours or, or sorry, God, God's Plan is the the better one, I think Diplomatic Immunity is more of like one of his just like freestyle free songs, which are always like pretty good. Yeah, they are. I, again, like for me, I don't have a ton to say about it. I have listened to them once and I, you know, I thought they were decent. That's pretty yeah. much like how I usually feel about Drake. I'll leave the, the, the takes to our to the experts. To our Drake experts. Exactly. Thank you. I Sean appreciate here. that. Um, so I have a quick think piece segment here, mm -hmm, Sean. Mm -hmm. I got to thinking today. So my mom texted me this morning, and she was like, "Hey, did you hear about Elton John?" Or no, she said, "Did you hear about Neil Diamond?" I was like, "What happened to Neil Diamond?" And evidently, uh, Neil Diamond was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and has retired from touring. This came with either on the same day or within the day of Elton John also retiring from touring. He basically just said, "I want to spend more time with my family." He's seventy years old. Neil Diamond, seventy-seven. And yeah. Elton John's like my priorities can't be this anymore. Like, yeah, basically makes sense. He's, he's like too tired. He's, yeah, he's getting too old to do it. And so I get to thinking about a couple of things. One, at their age, how crazy is that the, these guys are touring at all to begin with? It is crazy at this age still, it is. still entertaining people. And two, like, what are your thoughts about this? Is so okay? And I also want to make sure that I'm not conflating a couple of things. One. I'm not relating Elton John and Neil Diamond in any way. No. It's a coincidence. Sure. But it was two that came back to back that made me think. Um, so thoughts on seeing this like earliest guard, this, this, this sort of the first guard of rock musicians, these early guys from the 60s and 70s, getting to the point where they really are starting to age out of the mm -hmm. game. Like you, It's not going to be long until we see this from Paul McCartney. Right. It wouldn't be surprised if Bob Dylan this happens yeah. soon. The Rolling Stones, it'll probably happen. Yeah. You know, and and I think it's it's been a joke that people sort of 
in a flip way will make jokes about like oh they're out there with like oxygen yeah. and, and yeah. sort of and like walkers yeah, yeah walkers with tennis balls yeah but like it's interesting that this this will just happen soon like eventually like none of these guys are gonna be alive no, anymore which is which is sad I think the touring thing yeah it's a surprise they're still touring it makes sense they're stopping I think they probably should at that age like they've had very long careers they're getting to the age where people just retire from their normal jobs like of course they would retire from touring as yeah. well like i i think it makes sense it is sort of surreal to see these people like calling it quits yeah you know? and, and it's like for me both of them hit me in a way where it's like this is just what gets all of us man yeah like like because uh, neil diamond like he's 77 that's pretty old yeah, it is old and yeah. to get taken out by parkinson's that like that late in the game yeah. and be like, okay well now i guess i can't tour right anymore. right and like with elton john you hit 70 and you're like you know what like i don't have a ton of time no left. no like, i don't want to spend it on the road all the time am i gonna keep singing like tiny dancer to madison square garden yeah. or am i gonna like see my family a little right bit? And it's, it, it's interesting. It's interesting that Elton John is rounding it out with a three-year tour. It's almost like he's like, okay, I'm going to do an insanely long one so that I'm sick of it by the end and never want to do it again. That's what yeah. I thought of when I saw how long it was. But, it's yeah, it's it's bittersweet, I think. It is bittersweet. And, and actually, on a related note, this was not on the agenda. I didn't write it. But um, there was news that broke recently about Tom Petty and the fact that yeah. his death wasn't just a pure heart attack, it was related right. to drug use. Right. They think it was fentanyl, which is in a lot of those painkillers that are killing people in the drug uh, epidemic. Like, and I believe this was a similar thing that happened to Prince. Is that like, yeah. like too many prescription drugs for pain? And When Petty was a guy, he I think he was in his mid-60s or something, yeah. and he was a dude who, he was on like kind of a never-ending tour as well. Right. The, the uh, I, so I, I think what these guys have to do to keep touring and the pressure sort of of continuing to do that puts a lot of stress on their bodies and they have to take some of these meds. And yeah, you end up seeing these people die too early. And then you have people like Bruce Springsteen who stay in amazing shape and seem to like get energy from from touring so much. But I think he's the exception rather than the rule. McCartney's you know? another example. McCartney, yeah, yeah. And actually, weirdly, Ringo Starr seems mm, to be an example. Because yep. I've seen both of them in the past few years. And Ringo's this dude up there who looks like better than he did in the 80s. Right. And he, he looks old, but he's up there and he's like spry. I, and he's bouncing around. I, and I think... Flashing the peace sign in his sketchers. I think all three of those dudes have made a conscious effort to like really eat healthy and take care of themselves into, well, their, they have. into their older age. Ringo always says when people ask him like, how do you do it? Like a lot of times he answers, he's like, he like gave up meat. He went vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. He just like made a conscious effort to be healthy. Yep. And he, like, because Paul did that. And, right. Like, I, I, think he, I think it goes a long way. It, it does. Um, so, yeah, it, interesting to me that these both came on the sort of the same couple days. Yeah. Um, it just, I don't know, man, it gets you thinking about, like, it, it, it goes pretty quick. Like It, it really, does. It, in the grand scheme of things, it was not that long ago that these guys were in their prime doing their thing, making albums and songs that, like, changed music I know. forever. And it's interesting because so much, or so many of the biggest tours are these guys. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. if you look at all of the big arena shows, Madison Square Garden shows, it's these legacy artists more so than, like, newer ones. That's an interesting kind of disconnect there, actually, where it's, like, these massive, massive pop stars like Taylor Swift, Drake, etc. And then... 
like these old rock stars. Legacy acts. Like there's a there's gonna be a vacuum there in like ten to fifteen years. Yeah, because what happens, I think, especially around when you hit the eighties, people who are making music in the eighties, other than like U two, you start to run out of those like monolith guys. With the nineties. Yeah. Like they all died. A lot of them died and like again, sixties, seventies, there's there's guys who they're like larger than life names. Yeah. There, that's in the, like the eighties, nineties. There were people who were making huge contributions to music. Who I just maybe it's because of a recency bias thing, but it feels like their name alone wouldn't carry the same. No, cachet. it doesn't. It doesn't. You hear like Elton John, and you're like, oh Shit. damn, like that's a yeah, big. I, right. I would probably go see Elton John. Yeah, live, sure. I'm sure it would be crazy. Yeah, but like, what if like in 2035, like Eddie Vedder went on tour? I'd be like. Okay. It'd be okay. It, I don't think it's the same thing. Pearl Jam does feel like the one that's like, that could continue. They already have like a big, they they already have the reputation of like, yeah, go see Pearl Jam live. Like, yeah, I get it. It just it somehow doesn't feel quite it, the same. No, it doesn't. It, do, it does. As the Rolling Stones. No, no, it doesn't. It could be a little bit of recency bias. I think it is. But, I think in some ways those guys, their like legacy has been so cemented that they seem, I'm talking about the 60, 70 sure, students. Yeah. They just seem like larger than life. Yeah, but like seeing Paul McCartney when we saw him at Madison Square Garden, most of the time I just couldn't get over the thought that I was like seeing Paul McCartney. Same. Where it was, was like, surreal. Where I was like, like that's him right there. Right. <laughs> this guy means the world to me. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it, and like still can't. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's like we were in technically the same very big room as him. <laughs> right. Just which saying is, that is awesome. It, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting next five to ten years to see how that shakes out. But yeah, more and more are going to keep keep yeah. dropping. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, let's do a quick recommendations of the week, Jake. Yeah, and this week we both have uh, some albums that we've kind of been revisiting a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Mine this week is GN, the 2017 release from the band Rat Boys. Um, when I think this. Snuck into like our top fifty albums of the year. Yeah, it did. I think, but it was pretty low. Yeah, it was like probably in the forties, thirties. Um, I think if I did a reassessment of my twenty seventeen albums, this would end up higher. I've actually at the tail end of last year, like at, like in December as it was winding down, and through this month, I've been kind of revisiting this album every now and then. It's really really cool, and I don't think I appreciate it enough. How good some of the songwriting is, and how much I like the way they infuse like a little bit of country in it. Some of the slide guitar stuff. Um, Elvis and the Freezer is a great song. Molly's a great song. Uh, Control is my favorite on the album. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, Crying about the planets is cool. Really, really good album that I, I think I, I definitely always liked it. I just it, when you're listening to so much, I, I it was just one yeah. of those things where I didn't give it enough shine in its time. Right. So big shout to Rap Boys, uh, check it out if you get the chance. Yeah, and then mine. This is a, a an album I've been revisiting from 2016. Uh, this is Preoccupations. Now they used to be called Viet Cong, yeah, and then they changed the name because it's sort of offensive. We loved that first album by Viet Cong, also called Viet Cong. We and, did. And then this one came out in 2016, and we had recently just seen them at a show that was not very good. We saw them in September of 2015 yeah. in Portland, Maine. Yeah, and it wasn't a good show. It, Too loud. It kind of like lowered our our enjoyment of them as a band, maybe unfairly. Unfairly, and to the point where I think I, I definitely overlooked a lot of the good stuff on this album. Yeah, so when it came out, I was like, yeah, yeah, there's some stuff I like, but I don't love it. And it kind of wrote it off, and 
with the release of their new new single that came out a couple weeks ago, we both went back and listened to this one and we're like, oh, wait, this is actually really good. Yeah, I think we maybe slept on it a little bit yeah. unnecessarily and probably unfairly because yeah. um, I was re-listening, like you said, the other day and I was like, well, this is actually like pretty consistent yeah. and, and very, very solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's my recommendation is if you liked that first Viet Cong slash Preoccupations record... And maybe you didn't get into the second one as much like us. Go back and revisit that because it's worth your time. In fact, if you liked Espionage, this new song they put out, I, I might even recommend starting with I, their second I, album. I, I would too. I would too. I think it's more in line with that. I think it's closer to where they're at now as a band. Agreed. I agree. We got a release radar here, Sean. And, and, and it, the uh, if January's been barren, it, it does <sighs> not change God. next week. Tell the listeners what we have. We got two titans coming here. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how you look at it. No, it, it, it um, I mean, one of them, I'm being, I'm joking, but one of them is kind of a titan. Yeah, so Migos yeah. is coming out with Culture 2, and, and then the prolific Ty Siegel, who is well-respected, a lot of people like him, puts out a record every six months, basically, or yeah. that's what it feels like, is putting out yet another record. It seems like in January he always puts one out. It does seem like in January. Uh, I'm just kind of out on Ty Siegel. I... I don't know. I, in some ways, it's like he's too prolific. I just yeah, can't keep up. I can't. I can't. There's definitely stuff I've heard by him that I was yeah, like, oh, like, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. What's that dude? Who's that guy again? Who's like a Mike, Michael Cronin? Who's like associated with him? Yeah. He put out a couple decent records, he did. too. I still listen to some of those songs. Uh, the Weight is, re- or Weight is really good. Something like that. It came out like 2013, 2012, something like okay. that. Maybe 2014. The Weight by the band. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Migos with Culture 2. The rumblings on this is that it's not good. And of course not. I, I don't like Migos. Uh, I'm a little bit out on Migos too. I, Bad and Bougie to me was one more like it, it caught the cultural zeitgeist or whatever you want to say. And yeah. It really caught on and it seemed like everyone loved it. I always thought it was good. I, they Something about them rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. There's been some weird stories like, about... Homophobic stuff, homophobic stuff, yeah. and it just it, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, um, and per- personally, having listened to some of their music, it again, I'm certainly not their target market. Hell no, but it's not totally for me. So, Culture One was loved last year. Yeah, um, I feel Amigos backlash coming. Well, especially given the news about yeah. like, which one is it? Qu- Quavo. Quavo. I thought yeah, it was Quavo. Yeah. Who who said some homophobic slur and now yeah. his like girlfriend is defending <laughs> Cardi him. B? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't know where rap's at right now. I, I'm. I, it's it's so above my head. Me too. And and like to return to the topic that you were about to hear once we end the show. If you listen to the post show about us like falling behind on technology and being scared, tell him already starting to feel about pop culture. Yeah. Like already. Me too. Like I hear like people mention Cardi B, dude. I couldn't tell you who that is. I can, but I had to make an is, effort to seek out. I had to seek out whatever uh, Bodak, Bodak Yellow. Yellow. I had okay. to seek it out. It had like a billion streams. I was like, I don't know what this sounds like. Was it good? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. I listened like once. I was like, okay, I don't need to listen to this again. I mean, I've never been one to claim that I'm especially in touch with that shit. But no, I, no, but, I never have been either. No, but I'm I'm less now than ever. Yeah, same. I um, just kind of stay in my lane. <laughs> me too. So I don't know. I'm just, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. I'm not gonna like pretend I'm this Lindsay Zolad's like 
I love all the pop music and can't wait to write about the new Justin Timberlake album, but I don't give a shit. Nah, I don't care very much either. There was a JT backlash already happening, by the oh, way, too. So Big hard. Big time. So hard. Big time. And Sort that, of deserved, I think. Would, sort of hypocritical. He is. He was posturing as like, yeah, I really support the Me Too movement. And then he goes and like praises Woody Allen, basically. He worked with Woody Allen. No, he literally said he's like, I think he's great. Like, oh, you're blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, totally. And and there's been a backlash because of that, and and a backlash on all the stuff he's come out with. Yeah. And it's like, I I don't know, man. Like to be honest with you, I still like JT. Fine. I didn't right. I didn't like Filthy or whatever that single was called. Yeah. I bet this new album's gonna suck. Yeah, um, I don't hate JT. Like, okay, he said he said Woody Allen's great. He didn't say like, oh, I really love and respect what he did with his like stepdaughter. <laughs> right, right. Like, right. I, I don't know. Sometimes I think people. What is a, the full story there with Woody Allen? I don't fully know. Woody Allen was married to. I could be mixing up which one is which. I think he was married to Mia Farrow. Okay. Either that or he was married to a woman who was her mother. Okay. And he, the, the gist is that he like dated his like stepdaughter, I think. Okay. And okay. It, I, I, there's other shit at play. Okay. I don't know, okay. man. Like he, he basically is a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought it was. Now, going back to the JT thing quickly, is this. Optimism trend has that reached its apex? Are we now going back the other way where people are like, wait a minute, this stuff actually like doesn't stand on two legs artistically? Is that what we're going to? I don't know, man. Like, it felt like it was going that way last year with like when people didn't love Taylor Swift. Like there was some like a little bit of critical, like, wait a minute, I don't love this. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I kind of forgot about that Taylor Swift right, album exactly, altogether. Exactly. Yeah, I never listened yeah, to it, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so okay, I can only come at it from where I'm at. For me, I never gave a shit about optimism. No, I, but I, it's a big corner of the market. Sure, and I, I, I get that. It was never something that resonated with me. I and we talked about this on the podcast. We actually argued about it. I said that I thought the 2020 experience was pretty good, and right. that I, I still like a lot of those right. songs. Like I listened to them the other day right. when I saw that there was news that a new album was coming out. I saw that they were fine. I think what is tough is it's easy to... The media will just, like, make up fucking narratives. Right. Either way, one way or the other. True. Like, in 2013, True. it's the best album of all time, and now, because we it's need a trash. story, it sucks. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I, sorry. I'm going to write a much more linear <laughs> right. fucking wave than that. <laughs> right. I'm just right. going to go straight and be like, yeah, I kind of liked it then, and now I don't hate it just because you say I should. <laughs> right. Right. I, right. I still kind of like it. I, re- I actually really respect that. Like, that's, And that's how you should just operate. That's just how I feel. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I, but, yeah, probably there's a backlash. I, I think... Part of the narrative, too, with that is back in, like, 2013, everyone was like, oh, yeah, this is really good. And I think there was a lot of people who were like, wait a minute, no, this isn't that good, and felt like they couldn't speak up. And now they're, like, oh, they're, like, poking their head up. They're like, oh, it's safe to say this wasn't good. And now they're piling on after the fact. Right now it's okay to shit on JT. Exactly, yep. And it's like, I don't know. Sometimes that kind of stuff irritates me. yeah. The and, politics of all of that, yeah, really, it's, it's exhausting. And I get it. Like, if you if you really didn't like that album back then, it's like that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I, but, but to answer your actual original question, yeah, probably. I, I would. I think it's like anything. It's like fashion. It's like yeah. Like styles in TV or in any kind of culture. It's gonna be cyclical. Yeah. It's get like we're gonna eventually 
we probably were just in our 80s and we're about to hit our 90s again because look who we have as president and look at where the country is and look yeah. at all the shit that's happening. People are starting to get jaded and cynical again. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think if the, the 2000s, late 2000s, as much as some stuff was messed up, it felt like a more positive time, yeah. like the, la- the, the previous five, six years. And now we're getting to a point where I think we're hitting like sort of like our 1968, mm-hmm. our like sort of late 80s recession. Yeah. You know, just like shit's a little weird right yeah. now. I, I could see a backlash against that mentality yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see that as well. But yeah. uh, either way, you know what? For a lean episode, I think we had some good conversations. Yeah, man. I mean, I, th- I, I, I some impromptu think yeah, pieces. I like that. Buy some records, people. Yeah. That's, buy them. That's buy my, music. My favorite take of the year so yeah. far. I, buy I, fucking I, music. I'm going to keep... Banging that drum, I'm gonna make that like a thing. By music, I'm gonna. That's gonna be my thing that I care about. There you go. Because little insight into Sean's world here, people. When I talk to my therapist, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care about anything. Yep. And she's like, well, like, you know, you you've mentioned music is a thing. She's like, you just gotta find the thing that like you care about. I was like, okay. This is a thing I can get behind. Yeah, I can yeah. actually like talk to people and be like, "Hey, you should buy music because of this, this, and this." Like, I can care about that. I I, I fully support it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's gonna be my thing. I'll be I'll be right there with you. I like that. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome, Sounds man. good. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Buy music. Bye music. Desperate, I do too. Unrelated things Me to too. talk about. Okay, I have a very very quick one first. I just want to say, I am very excited for my new laptop to come in, so I can stop using Google Drive on my phone when it, we're doing that's the a, podcast. That's a tiny little font you got going. It is. Well, Jake, I have this uh, magnifying glass thing, <laughs> oh. so don't don't worry. Okay, yeah. I, I was really worried. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was stressing big time. <laughs> Um, my two things are one. This is the quick one. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, why don't English muffins mold? Because they don't. I think they eventually do. It is on a very graduated scale, dude. Because I interesting. Like, like, and there's certain breads that will mold like that. Oh yeah. But like, yeah. We've had the same. We've had these fucking these things of English muffins. That have just not gone fast enough. We bought too many. And they just... They, dude, they, they've been in there. They're, like, getting a little stale, but they've yeah. not molded yet. And we have white bread that we bought... Oh, that'll... Like, two weeks ago. And it's the dead of winter right now, and they're already molded. Yeah. They're already... And forget about done, any done humidity in the air. Right. Like, that's weird. Why is that? I don't know. Like, there's certain... Um, it makes like, me, like, nervous to eat them. Like, is it yeah. just, like, a hidden mold? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like an invisible mold. There's certain, uh, like, hamburger buns that I'll get... That don't mold either for a long, long yeah, time. I right. don't know why. Potato bread. Pota- yeah. Potato yeah. bread like doesn't mold right. that fast. Right. My other thing that um, is longer is, and it's actually music related, is did you know about Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys' connection with Charlie Manson? I feel like I vaguely do, but remind me. Well, I was just listening to a uh, Stuff You Should Know podcast mm-hmm. with the Manson Murders. 
Because I don't like know anything about that mm-hmm. really. Like it's always something that first of all it doesn't interest me that much in history. No, me neither. It's always a part when people when there's like a history of the Beatles, everyone always brings up the helter skelter thing, and I'm like, I don't like fucking care. No. I don't give a shit. Um but I listened to it and evidently when Charlie Manson was like forming the Manson family. He was trying to get inroads into the music industry because he wanted to be a musician. And he, like, happened to two of the women who were, like, his acolytes. (laughs) Happened to literally hitch a ride with Dennis Wilson, who was, like, he was, for any listeners out there, like, he was the drummer of the Beach Boys. Like, the guy who was out partying all the time, surfing, just, like, doing drugs and, Mm -hmm. and, and just, like always with a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. And so he picked up these women who were hitchhikers because he's like, yeah, we're going to go party at yeah, my place. Yeah, What a different time. Wow. And and so Charles Manson, like, Dennis Wilson leaves at one point to go, like, I don't know even know where, and comes back and the Manson family's moved into his house, like, without asking. Oh, my God. They just moved in. And, like, he was... All like he knew all along. He's like, this guy is like crazy, dangerous. Wow, and I gotta watch out for him. So what did he do? I I'm trying to remember what happened. I don't know if I would have just been like, oh, this is your house now. <laughs> you just get, you just <laughs> yeah. get this house. I'm gonna plug this thing. Um, like I'll come back hopefully when like you've moved on to the next house that you're stealing. Dude, the, that Manson stuff is um. Scary. Yeah, it's very scary. They, the, the murders were brutal. Yeah, yeah. He like convinced these people to just like yeah, f- like fucking torture and kill families. Yeah, that was like a slight plot point in Mindhunter. Uh, mm. Was how big of a deal like Manson was, and like they wanted to go interview him basically. But scary but stuff. Didn't. Um, yeah, super scary. I, I don't think I knew that, actually. And there's also the Beatles connection yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And because the podcast, they split it into two parts, and the f- they haven't released the second part yet. And I don't think they realized how much it hurt me, because at the end, they're like, and a seminal thing happens in uh, November of 1968, the Beatles released the White Album. They're like, and we'll leave it there, and we'll yeah. pick up at part yeah. two. I was like, no, no, like, that's, that's going to be the most interesting right. part for me. Right, well, you got to tune in for I'll, part two. I'll wait until Tuesday. Uh, my other quick thing, uh, food-related. Mm. I was at the grocery store the other day. I was going down the cracker aisle. This sounds just like your bread and butter. And what did I happen to see, Jake? A new kind of Cheez-It. Sweet and salty mix. Did you try it? I bought it. Haven't tried it yet. I'm going to when I... Uh-huh. When you hang out at home. Yes. It looks awesome. It's like... Cheese it. Like m and Good start. I think pretzels. Like uh, caramel corn. Uh, there's like a whole mix of stuff in there. It looks awesome. That sounds great. I also meant to ask you, because I never did, when we went and saw The Post... Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you think of the new Hershey thing that I got? It was fine. I bought it. It, was, it wasn't, like, memorable. It was good, not great. I, I thought, don't know I, that I'd go out of my way to, like, get it. I actually thought it was a little much. Yeah, yeah. I only had one square. I was like, I don't really want any more. It's very rich. Yeah. And for reference, we're talking about Hershey's Gold, the new yeah. bar they released. Which the marketing caught me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Because they were, like, the first bar Hershey's has released in, like, 15 years or whatever. Well, yeah. In, in some time. Yeah. Or whatever. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And it looked good. It looked like something I would yeah. like. It's this caramelized cream with peanuts and pretzels. 
It's definitely tasty. Yeah. I think I would. I think that would be a good one for like a nugget size. Yes. Yeah, like a little fun size. Yeah. Like I don't know that I need a whole king size gold Hershey's no, gold. No. 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 I I ended up getting a take five bar. Those are amazing. Take five. Oh. Underrated dude. candy. It's a modern classic. It really. It's a it's modern so, classic. So overlooked by it people. Is. I, I don't understand it, but that's not a great movie candy. Take five? Well, it's a bar it's like it's gone in two minutes. Right. You can't just like you want to snack on it. You no, know? you can't. You need like you need a box candy for yeah. or like yeah, a yeah, bag yeah. of Yeah. Of something. Yeah. Um, yeah. agreed. You know what is good is they make these like snack mix up things now. Mm. They made one with Reese's where it's like there's popcorn in it. There's like I think pretzels. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Little Reese's pieces yeah. and like little Reese's cups, Ooh. all mixed in. Wow. They do it with all different varieties. I think they do Need one with Hershey's cookies and cream. Yeah, man, I I, I had one recently. It was it was very. Maybe good. We'll get some of that before we see three billboards. Yeah, yeah. We got. I, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just shoot off a text. So you, you have to fill about stuff first. Um, oh, 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 oh. The other thought the other I had, thought I was, had like, was like I was driving, I was driving home. home. I saw an airplane in the air, and I was like. Airplanes shouldn't, airplanes shouldn't exist. exist. I was like, what? How? 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 Are these a are thing? These a it thing? makes, it makes almost sense. no sense. That, 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 and that was pretty I, much I, it. That was my it, thought. I was, I was like, like don't was like, go too far down this rabbit hole, Sean. But I, I just left it at that. I was like, wait, this is insane that these are a thing. And not only are they a thing, they're so commonplace and normal that people are just flying them all the time out of like every major city everywhere. It's hard when I'm on an airplane not to think too much. Yeah, about it's I'm doing. weird. It's really hard because I'm like, this feels just dangerous. Uh, now, I think the bottom line. I think Jake that we are definitely slated to be people when we hit like our 40s or 50s who are very hesitant to embrace new technology. Oh. I honestly, that's coming down the pike. It, yeah. It's definitely we're going to be those people. Yeah, I know that for a fact. Like, wh- we're old souls to begin with. Yeah, we don't really like change. It stresses us out. We don't like technology and like things like that. Like we think too much about it. It scares us a little bit. Yeah, it, it's like I can understand why some people are just like, no, I don't want to bother. Like, with, yeah, with like old people and like yeah, I get it. I get it. Smartphones. I wouldn't want it if I were them. No. I'd be like, yeah, that, like that's just too much. And I'd be like, I'm me. happier not having one. You know what? I think a lot of people would be happier not I having one. I think they one. would. I like don't want one, but like I have to have one basically to function. <laughs> I don't I don't have to, you get but like by you kind of have to. You get trapped by yeah. it. It's you fucked. Do. It's fucked up. It's uh yeah. I don't know. I, like sometimes I like half the time it depends because like with podcasts, I really like having it or Spotify. Yeah. I love having that yeah. on there. But then I get like ten texts in five minutes, and I want to kill myself. And, and I am literally addicted to refreshing Twitter and other apps, and like just get like a slight dopamine rush when I do it. And like when I don't, I have the urge to. It's fucked. <laughs> like I'm addicted to my phone. <laughs> it's a real thing. It is. It it's is. a real thing. It is. You're spiking a little there. Let me see. I can adjust the gain. Turn it down a touch. That's all the way off now. Okay. Um, Are we ready to dive in? Yeah. All right. Let's do it here. No, it's going to be another brief 
brief episode. Sorry, man. I mean, January. These, these down. Epi- you know, these episodes have been getting listens though. Like, yeah, our, our last one had over a hundred. Good. These are ones where I expect like I expect like next to nothing. Oh, yeah, me, yeah same, same. But the, the, the last one did okay. This, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. Okay, <laughs> ready, on. ready. This is episode one hundred six, right? Uh, the last one. Yeah, yeah. 106. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. 